Pharrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have another great guest on. And today we're going to be talking about you know, the awesome things that this business is doing. And the reason why this one stood out to me is because as we kind of move to this more remote world of, you know, employees and team members and partners and clients are working from wherever, communication becomes extremely, extremely important if we are going to stay effective as a business and if we are going to still deliver the value to our clients. So I want to welcome to the show, Dimitri Okunev. Welcome to the show, Dimitri. Hi, thanks, Tyler, for inviting me. Absolutely, absolutely. My pleasure. Now, before we get into your amazing company and how you guys are really helping companies solve the communication issues and the communication gaps, you know, tell us a little bit about your background and what kind of led you to starting this business. Sure, I was working, working in corporation for seven years, then decided to open my own business. Um, first few tries were not successful. And then I got two companies that were successful and um, profitable. And um, by the end of the day, I decided to um, enter the communication and messaging space by yeah, creating Chanty. So that's my story in short. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, there's so much thing, so much value there that I definitely want to ask a couple of questions about. You know, you mentioned about you know starting a business and those businesses didn't pan out to be as successful as you had hoped. You know, it was there. Were there any underlying factors as to what made you make that decision that, hey, these aren't as successful as we hope? Like, were they not meeting the targets or what was it that really stood out that really made that very clear to you? Yeah, well, of course, you know, when business is not profitable, it definitely you know, doesn't make sense to continue at some certain stage when you understand that there is no... Um, yeah, and there is no place on the market or you like reaching out the uh, a roof or the top that you can get. Um, but also that was um, also decisions regarding the ethical part of the business. So I actually wanted the company that can, you know, uh, help their clients to do something, you know, great to help with their business process automations or, yeah, you know, just bring a lot of value. And with my other tries that didn't happen, you know, so basically now you see the relation. So you are not generating too much value by your product. So therefore you're not getting the success in terms of, you know, your profits. Gotcha. gotcha. Now, I guess as far as looking at the profits, I mean, we're, we're, it was your background, finance and accounting. And part of the reason I asked that is because that's my background. And I spend a lot of time talking to people of asking entrepreneurs like, you know, is your business profitable or, hey, how long will it take for your business? And what I find is a lot of times a lot of entrepreneurs, they just don't know because they're not looking at the numbers. So what really spurred you to really pay attention to monitoring and keeping an eye on those numbers? Well, I think, yeah, it, it, it comes with the, with the experience. I mean, um, I'm doing this for many years. And uh, when I started, I was actually also was not uh, really thinking about the financial part of that. So I was more, you know, more like 
occupied by the idea that yeah i'm the entrepreneur and that i'm trying to to make business and so on uh focusing on this more like a game neither the um you know trying to build something that will be successful and really long term um and yes like i said with the tries uh with the experience that things started to change um I'm still in love with my company, with Chanty and with my other businesses. But um, now I think I, yeah, I see it through the perspective of like real business, you know, it should be a mechanism, it should be a repeatable system that can be scaled. And of course it should be profitable at one point. Gotcha. And I guess for, for those that are watching and listening, you know, what Dimitri just said about it being a mechanism of some, something that can be repeatable. I mean, that probably by far is one of the things that I see a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is really creating something that's repeatable to where it's like there's so much of their work. They're just trying to make this really, really cool idea to where it's just like there is no way for you to scale that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So my first tries, they were really around that. So like some cool idea, but yeah, then you understand that there is either no capacity at the market or yeah the idea is great but you cannot scale this uh, if this is a niche business that happens too frequently or yeah your buyer persona is actually not able to buy it or other way around so it's so cheap that you actually cannot generate profits yeah you know and i'm curious as to like as you kind of figure that out you know what was it that, you know, what were you feeling? Because some, some entrepreneurs that I've met, when they go through an experience like that, they tend to feel like they're a failure. Like maybe entrepreneurship just isn't for me because they had a couple of bad ideas. Like, what was it like for you when, like, say, you looked at the reality and then it's like, hey, this is probably not the business idea. Did you feel like, hey, entrepreneurship wasn't for me? Or was it like, hey, we just haven't found the right idea yet? Or how did you approach that? Um, <clears throat> so I, I wasn't thinking that the entrepreneurship is not for me because I um, intentionally went this path, you know, not to like, I, I dropped my um, high paying job in being a top manager in big corporation and started my company. Even in that corporation, I was also like, was like entrepreneur in house. Um, but I was thinking, yes, like you feel yourself so much shitty around that because, you know, um, yeah, I was feeling really stupid, but, uh, my way of thinking was that, okay, you have to fail fast in order to make another try. So, and yeah, I think that's the nature of entrepreneurship. You're actually experimenting a lot. You're and experiments. I mean, you can design the experiment, you can think about it too much, but all in all, it either will be successful or not. And both results are really great. It's just you have to uh, really make your own conclusions out of fails and also out of success. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, that, that's one of those areas where I think. Every entrepreneur that I've talked to that has had some some semblance of progress and success in their business is one of the things that they talk about is like, hey, 
this wasn't my first idea or, Hey, this wasn't my first try at this. Like it, it took a little bit of like, figuring out what wouldn't work, making the tweaks and the changes along the way. So, you know, as you kind of made those tweaks and those changes, what was it about communication that really appealed to you to say, Hey, you know what? Communication is the next angle I want to take. Um, yeah. So the other companies, they are more in the financial sector and I was always felt some sort of niche there. So actually the market capacity is not that great. So I was feeling like, okay, yeah, I mean, we are doing niche business. So we are, we will reach the top at one point. Um, and it was quite a while ago. So, I mean, the first idea of Chanti was in uh, 2013 when, you know, Slack wasn't a word. So, um, I also was, um, I was running an agency and, you know, by running an agency, you, you have communication and collaboration with so many um, different kinds of uh, partners and clients, you know, some of them are big, some of them are small, some of them are really freelancers. And I was thinking like, okay, yeah, we need, we need to build a tool for that because it's like so much struggle with communication with the email and, you know, the chats that were there back a while ago. So I thought that it would be a great idea to do the corporate messenger. And then I tried to figure out how to do that. I mean, yeah, it took me actually four years and Slack became crazy successful <laughs> um, in the meantime, but I still felt that, yeah, the vision is there. I uh, was slowly building a team and uh, secured funding for that. So. Uh, yeah, turned out to be great. You know, that's a, something interesting that I find like with some entrepreneurs where they feel like when they start with an idea, they're moving into a new sector. Like you said, you started before Slack became a big thing and then Slack just kind of blew up. And then it some entrepreneurs will look at that and say, well, hey, Slack has all the market share. Let's pack up our bags and let's try something different. But, you know, you kind of looked at it and said, hey, you know, it, it's actually bringing more attention to the market. So I guess with Slack bringing more attention to the market and the type of solution that you provide, how has that had a positive impact on your business? Yeah, of course, you know, um, back then in 2013, when uh, I got just the idea, I was thinking, OK, how we can develop that. Um, and then when we started actually to work on Chanty, uh, it was end of 2017. Uh, I thought that, okay, we cannot develop a market. So we cannot create the market. I mean, we are a small company. We, uh, all uh, investments are coming from my other uh, businesses. You know, I'm reinvesting profits from that businesses in Chanty. So of course we cannot build the market with you know, this amount of funds. But venture capitalists, like, you know, guys behind uh, Slack, they can. And they did. They did it very successfully. Even though some research uh, is saying that um, Slack is occupying something like 22% of the market. So, you know, it's really nothing. I mean, you have so much big market around so if you are just you know targeting a little bit different niche you know you have a little bit different product 
or actually you have your own product in the same niche. So you can, uh, yeah, you can use the power of that. You know, the market is developed. Now everybody knows what is corporate communication. Everybody understands why you need that. And there are quite many of those who are actually dissatisfied with the current solutions on the market. So this is where we came because we have our own approach to that. And um, yeah, it's also proven to be successful. It's just we don't have so much marketing dollars, you know, to, to burn and actually to generate so much exposure around our product. But that's okay on the stage. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it is. That's one of those interesting things when I'm talking to an entrepreneur and they're talking about, hey, we're going to do this and nobody else in the market is doing it. It's like, I wonder, like, do they realize, like, how much it costs to really create a category in the market, like the amount of marketing dollars, the amount of, you know, I guess say attention you have to grab to introduce the market to a new product, as opposed to like, hey, if someone else is already creating attention for this space, like I said, finding your niche. So for you guys, what was it like really, you know, finding, you know, what's going to be your unique angle into corporate communication. So how did you guys kind of figure that out? Look, we did a lot of research, uh, qualitative and quantitative research, um, competition analysis, field analysis. Um, I think I was using all this, you know, 72 research methods that I learned before uh, while, you know, being on the ideation phase of Chanty. And of course, then we listened a lot to our customers and prospect, prospects in order to generate this enormous amount of feedback. And yeah, that shaped the product. Of course, I got my vision that I also built for years. Um, but, you know, coming with all this information from all these channels, um, by processing that, we actually came where the Chanty is right now. And our approach was always not to be just a messenger, but more like a collaboration platform because we have chat like Slack, for example. We have Kanban boards and project management tool, something like Trello. And we also have a, a video calling solution like, uh, like Zoom. I love it. I love it. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your team. Like how many people did you have on your team? How big is your organization now? Yeah, look, uh, this moment we are almost 30 people. And the um, half of the team are developers and half of the team are marketing people, support, sales. We have a designer. Yeah, we have um, DevOps you know, this uh, technical role as well. So the team is actually not big, but it's actually not small. <laughs> I know, well, I guess when you get to 30 people, it's definitely stretching you to be a different type of leader. So how has your leadership kind of changed as the organization has grown? Um, I think in my case, that wasn't a problem due to my background, right? Because I was working in corporation and uh, was running small departments and then big divisions of the company. I also got another companies which are well, relatively the same size. Um, so for me, it was okay. At the beginning, obviously there were just five people. I mean, we were three at the beginning, then two came just 
um, just in a month. Um, it was good because we got really in like a really tight contact with each other. And then, of course, yeah, with the growth, we started to delegate some specific tasks or areas of responsibilities to you know granulate that for small pieces. You know, you know, to have a, like a more control and more care about you know each um, area of our business. So yeah, organically it became that we got the support team, we got the sales team, obviously development team and product team, and marketing team. Yeah, of course. So now, if people want to learn more about your organization, they want to learn more about the solution that you provide because they're looking for a corporate communication tool. Where can they find you online? Where can they find you on social media? Like, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, of course, we have a website and there we have the online chat. So it's uh, chanty.com. Um, we are active at Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. So yeah, well, we also have the uh, Facebook community group where we share something interesting, not only regarding our business, but just in general. So, yeah, we are quite active in social media at this moment. I love it. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one question I like to ask every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about your journey of where you've been, the lessons that you've learned and where you are now, what's two lessons that you would share with other entrepreneurs? Yeah, first of all, believe in yourself. I mean, it, everything is possible. It's just how you look on that. If you really want to build something, just, you know, try to build. And, um, yeah, it's not like you can, uh, you, you never know what, what will be, you know, at the end of the story, but just know the direction where you would like to go. And that's very important because your path will not be straight. It will be really curvy all the time. So just be prepared for that. This is probably the first advice. Um, and the second one <coughs> is be humble. Yeah, just uh, just be humble because otherwise, I mean, yeah, it will be really hard and uh, you will not get it. Awesome. Well, Dmitry Okunev, thank you so much for coming on. And before we wrap up, can you repeat that website one more time for those that are listening and watching so they can definitely check you guys out? Ah, yes, it's chanty.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dimitri, thank you so much and all the best and, and best as you guys continue to grow and make a huge impact because corporate communication is something that's becoming more and more of an important thing as business change. So all the best to you and continued success. And thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.